0: Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And happy Pride, or whatever you're choosing to celebrate this month. Raph? Sloth? Gluttony? I don't know. It's up to you. You do you. (laughs) It's going off with Rap Critic and Muse.
1: And today we've got a self-request from The Masked Rapper with the Black Lives Matter mixtape. And, you know, first listening to it, the, the very first song, BLM... Immediately hits you with the fact that this is a very independent rapper who is, you know, doing their best to make a solid sound, but like, you know, you can kind of hear, like, alright, you know, they're, they're working with limitations, you know what I'm saying? Um. So off-rip, I'm like, okay, you know, I I wanna be nicer, just off rip, you know what I mean? Just be like, oh, come on. This is someone who coming coming from their heart wanted to make, you know, they wanted to talk about the times, you know what I'm saying? And maybe they didn't have the biggest budget, but god damn it, they got heart. You know, so so they're coming in, talking about the these situations. They even started off, um, real strong. It started off with a a sample of uh, Obama talking about BLM in a way, uh, that was actually really like sort of a you know, in a way that's like, oh yeah, he understands what's happening, like, in the way that he's talking about. I can't remember what it's from specifically, but it was one of those things where it's just like, oh hey, an instance where Barack Obama doesn't sound like he's trying to wiffle waffle and half, you know, speak out of half, uh, two sides of his mouth, and is actually just saying unequivocally, we need to listen to BLM. So that was nice to hear at the beginning, you know? <laughs> um, But yeah, as, as the song kind of goes in, it's like, so, this song is, like, cool, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the, like, the power of the message, especially track one, like... G- gives you that the most, uh, uh, especially where he brings up the po- the parts of, like, you know, if, if I got shot, you know, uh, what what they're gonna do on the news is show the pics of me not smiling to make me look like the gangster. You know, like, it, it, that sort of shit. So, like, you know, it just kind of gives you, uh, um, a hint of what's gonna happen throughout the album is just, like, laying out these different, uh, grievances and issues that, uh, black people are dealing with in the modern age, right? Um, and then we get to, I'ma tell it like it is, uh, track two... Things are already starting to get a little wonky with the hook there. And but, you know, he's kind of coming out strong. You hear him saying, fuck police and the military too. And you're like, whoa, oh, okay. You know, he's the first track is uh, you know, uh BLM, you know, we're talking about the god. Second track is, you know, we're talking about the fucking military. We're talking about everything. I'm like, oh, I got you, okay. And in fact, I believe it was uh this song at the end where he specifically brought up that uh his dad was in the military and because of a uh, World War II chemicals that like got into the base or something like that, you know, it ended up costing his dad his life, and you know, the 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 government didn't care about compensating or or taking care of the soldiers. So, th- you know, like immediately you get the bigger things. Like this isn't someone just rabble rousing and talking shit. Like these are based in real, you know, anger. You know what I'm saying? But then, my dude the fucking i think it's like the first verse he's talking all this shit about police and i get you Oh, anger at the cops, righteous indignation You know, like, yeah I'll take their blue uniforms and pour some gas And ignite, uh, defecate on their badges Then call them a bunch of F-words Cause they're screwing The black man And uh, stop And, uh, oh, uh And, uh, what does he say uh, Because they're fucking black men with no Vaseline Turn a police station into Columbine It's just like the. Uh, we just like the one, two, three punch of like bad rhyme, homophobia, and just like the ghoulish, unnecessary overkill of like comparing, like oh, I'm gonna shoot him up like Columba, like oh my god, like that
0: just soured me so bad. And I did want to interject here, because I'm sure some some of y'all might notice this has been very one sided in the in the review so far. And I did want to, before we got too far in, um, explain that. This is a very heated topic that I have only read about, heard about, you know, been told from people who experienced it firsthand. My way of saying that I have never experienced this firsthand, and I can't even begin to pretend to know exactly what it's like one for one. With that said, when I started listening to the album... I was picking up on some of the opportunities that, that RC is, um, is pointing out here. And I'm just gonna be completely 100% honest with you. I didn't feel comfortable with what I was writing down about the quality of the album because it's such a personal thing, and it feels like, it just feels shitty for a white person to come on here and tell you that this thing you poured this emotion into. And I know we've shit on stuff people made before. Right. But it's different, because this is about a very specific thing.
1: Yeah, I get what you say, yeah.
0: And I don't want people to think that I'm. Uh, taking the easy way out on this or just sitting this one out being lazy or whatever I I, I listened through and I texted RC very early on and I just said I can't do it um, I'm sure RC will address a lot, a lot of the things I was probably going to say but that is why it's gonna be the RC show for the next little bit
1: Yeah, and like, specifically going to one of your points, it's like, like this album as a whole, it's like, it's one of those albums just like, this is a cool sentiment and idea, and I like a lot of the ideas on this, but yeah, it's like one of those things where it's just like, but I don't know if this is executed the right way. And, and, like, I could see, like, just as a white person being like, I'm saying that I don't think this is executed the right way, but it feels weird for me to say that.
0: <laughs> and, and I have seen it come up before, and I think we've even talked about it before, that, like, people have come after Fantano as a white person yeah. for reviewing. Like, I think Lizzo specifically said, like, white reviewers should never review uh, like, rap albums Liz- or was music. that Lizzo? I think Lizzo said that. I forget exactly what album it was. And again, I'm not saying that that's not a valid opinion to have, especially if yeah. you're angry and you think someone has a valid, you know, a point. Like this, I think, yeah, I completely agree. This is one of those instances where I think, yeah, I think white people should probably take a seat and not chime in as much. Yeah, it, it, like, it's the idea is just
1: like, it's not that you couldn't know, it's just that the nuances and
0: intricacies to it are so that you could fall into the trap of... It could feel very insensitive. And it feels bad because you paid for our review. And I feel bad that that you're getting basically, a, like, half of that. But I think this kind of explains why. And this kind of is my half, if that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> The only things I'll say, cramming lines and hooks, and so they kind of felt awkward. I'm not going to tell you how to feel rapping these lyrics, but it it was kind of monotonous in delivery, Mm. Um, kind of low energy. Yes, that
1: was such a a big issue,
0: yeah. And a lot of predictable rhymes. I'll say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. It, it, it was like, speaking of, you know, you're saying about the, the delivery sometimes. So there was a song, How Does It Feel?, And it was like, you know, how does it feel to kill a black man? And and you're in the background on the hook. I can't breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. Uh." And it's one of those things where it's just like, they're trying to show like the severity and seriousness where you're hearing the actual like black man choking in the background. But because of his delivery, it sounds kind of silly at times. And it just like ruins it so bad. Or I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to take it seriously. But it it, like the way you kind of did the rap voice on the, I can't breathe. Like it sounded like it was supposed to be like, oh, but are you... Are you to me? Is it still supposed to be like, oh, we're, like it's serious, but we're like, you know, the the jokey uh, type of series, like where it's dark humor, but we're trying to make you laugh with how dark it is, you know? It's like, or are you just trying to play serious? Because like the hard quality, uh, the low quality of it, you know, adds to the sort of like you said, uh, low energy of it, and kind of like takes away the power of what he's going for with some of the, um, with some of the the, the bigger parts uh, that. Supposed to feel like they're supposed to mean something, like I said, with uh, with the How Does It Feel rap, where at the end you kind of hear the, you know, choking and stuff like that. Um, Then you get I'm So Stuck in the Middle, which I thought was actually a really good track. Uh, him talking about, you know, being a light-skinned person who's black and white and has to deal with, you know, not being taken seriously by black people, but, uh, you know, also, like, being treated like a novelty by white people, right? And so, like, you know, being that in the middle. Like, it's one of those... I feel like he'd handled this topic way better than Logic did moments where I'm like, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, huh, I gotta give credit on that, though. (laughs) You know? Because I felt like he actually let me understand what he's going through and let me not understand his experience. Now, again, there's still the lyrics where it just, like, takes you out of it. Like, he starts off with, oh, you guys can kiss my butt! (laughs) And, like, that's the first thing he says. It's just, like, just saying, kiss my butt. And, like, other parts on this album where he's like, oh, butt kissers or something like that where it's just, like... Saying butt just sounds like you can't say ass. (laughs) Like, anytime you say butt, it feels like you weren't allowed to say ass. And all throughout this album, there's weird parts where it feels like he's saying stuff like, oh, I'm not gonna curse, or, you know, I'm trying to keep it clean, so I'm just gonna say kiss my butt. But then on other tracks, it'll be like, get out my motherfucking face. So it's like, well, the... Well, then what? put, you... <laughs> like, yeah. are you trying to keep it clean or not? <laughs> so, like, these songs are like, socially conscious and, and especially, like, the earlier ones are, are better because you're getting, you know, initially where he's going for. But yeah, as it goes on, it does start to feel a little, um, repetitive, like, mind your motherfucking business. Uh, where he brings up a point about, like, you know, uh, getting hassled by cops when they, you know, never mind his white friend. Like, I get that, you know, stuff like that. Um, and oh wow, oh man, I almost forgot about this one. Track seven, I only want you. Now, I, Muse, I think you can, I think you can, uh, uh you know, possibly chime in with a uh, one or two opinions on this one because this is the one song I knew that that where he decided to, you know, uh, 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 cut, cut out the serious stuff for a second. G- give, give him the club song for the ladies. And oh boy, does this shit not work?
0: yeah i wasn't feeling it
1: i the first thing i remember like you know like okay we got six tracks of really serious stuff and i'm like and then i'm hearing the more dancey track and i'm like oh okay I, and then i'm starting to hear him girl like oh girl all i want is you all these girls in my space but all i want is you in my face, and i'm like oh no oh no he's trying to break you know what i mean like you know, oh the serious brother album oh it's time to cut loose and it's just like oh. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, in these rhymes. Hey girl, stop with that jealous tirade. We picture perfect like charades. I'd rather spray a can of raid in my mouth than holler at these other girls. Oh. It's like, oh, it's so cheesy. So much cheese. And I think there's like a guest feature on here who does not add to the proceedings. And, <laughs> and so it is like, uh. Any fucking ways. And then we go right from that track into THE BLACK HOLOCAUST. Oh. Which, uh, <laughs> like, oh. Alright, to- Tony, just... Going from the fucking Love dancing Club song to fucking goddamn BLACK HOLOCAUST.
0: That's and it was, right.
1: And it was such a touchy thing where it's just like, I get it, you say like, Oh man, you like, yeah, like, oh, we're, we're having a BLACK HOLOCAUST, right? And it's like, you know, I get it to like, you know, certainly since, of course, uh, basically, you know, what black people are going through with the jailing. And when you look at, like, what, like, genocide is, like, yeah, like, holocaust with extra steps, like, fine. But, like, and also when you look into it, it's actually kind of interesting. You see, like, Hitler actually got a lot of his ideas from Americans and yeah. how they treated Indian people and black uh-huh. people. Um, <laughs> but uh, to we'll have wear one the of it. Yeah, but there's, like, one or two lines in there where it becomes a little oppression Olympic he's Like, oh, way more of us were killed than the Jews. And I'm like, eh. I don't, I don't like the comparing scales of oppression Yeah, I don't thing. think that's
0: necessary. Yeah,
1: exactly. On some fucking oppression Olympic shit, right? Where it's just like, oh, because that's when you start to fall into the, the black Israelite talk. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, the new national anthem, um, it, like, it was like an interesting idea, especially at first. He was like, oh, you know, he reads like, that one line. Uh, that's cut out of the uh, national anthem uh, singing in most of it, you know, no, no, what is it? No, uh, power can save the hireling and the slave or something like that. And so it's like, oh, you know, we're supposed to be, uh, stand up for a national anthem that has these words on it? Okay, how about a new national anthem? And, like, it starts off like, oh, here's a cool germ of an idea. But it doesn't really, like, hit in that, like, you know, sarcastically funny way that you kind of would expect it to with the intro that it kind of has, you know? And I think there's, like, it ends at the end with, like, oh, only when we deal with all of this stuff can we finally be the home of the brave. And I was like, well we wouldn't be the home of the brave we'd be the land of the free if we let everyone have freedom that, that brave and free are, those are different connotations but <laughs> like you know uh but yeah it's like it's an interesting beat but it just felt too busy mixed with like his flow where it just kind of made it hard to digest what he was saying in the first place so it was just kind of like a janky thing to listen to um then we kind of get back with people on the hill Uh, I kind of, I actually do like, like, in this album, I do feel like there are points where he does hit a bit of nuance, where he talks about, like, hey, you know, I don't think these, like, rich people or white people are, like, racist or really, like, hate people. I think they just, like, are preconditioned to not understand certain situations, and so they just kind of like, like, I like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, bringing up that point, um, because he specifically brings up in here, he says, like, hey, they only see the good side of cops, and that's why they don't see how black people will see it, um, and he says, "Uh, and they're all nice guys as far as they can see. So why take the word of a brother like me? You know, and uh, and he says at the end, like, yeah, you know, it's hard when cops have been your friend your whole life, but it's real, and you got to believe that. Uh, and so again, like, when when, when he has like a full throated message and like every line works behind it, like, I- I'm fucking with it. Um, no conviction. This one had a better hook, uh, more solid hook." Uh, and, and brought up the, the, the thing about Sandra Bland, you know, and say like, no conviction, no conviction, and talk like all these fucking cops killing us with no conviction. And, uh, talks about, you know, like, uh, yeah, like if that Sandra Bland thing go to trial, uh, they'll say that they've found her to be suicidal or something like that. And then the beat stops and he's like, and you know what'll happen when that happens, right? There'll be no conviction. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. And then at the end he has a part where he's like, they tried to comply, but still they die. It was, like, the the hook was strong, and then when that part came in, like, it reminded me of, like, the weaker delivery of his vocals and it took the sound, the song down a peg, you know. Uh, oh, and then the, the way it ended, where he's like, what are we supposed to do now? It's all effed up now! And he said it specifically with that inflection of, like, P. Diddy at the end of that, uh, that song from the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> so he's like, what are we supposed to do now? But then, he's Specifically says it's all effed up now, and so it's just like I don't believe you're angry if you're censoring yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. And again, he doesn't have like the same, he doesn't have the same vocal conviction as P. Diddy does. Like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then you get the song Thanks to the Dope Man, which you know, like, another song is like, I get what you're going for. Like, oh, man, you know, it's these drug dealers who are making everything bad in the community. But, again, it's like, and maybe this is just, you know, hey, you know, you can be angry. You know, Dope Man was a song by N.W.A., right? Where it's talking about, oh, the fuck the Dope Man. You think that you're slick. You sell crack to my sister. Now she's sick, you know. But I don't know. Like, in 2020, eyes again, you know, this album being about Black Lives Matter mixtape and about thinking about these issues deeply, you know, like, as I'm listening to this where where he's just kind of like, all blaming it on the dope man, you know, like, oh, how dare you, dope man? He had to sell drugs all day and all night, all thanks to the dope man. And I was like, well, ah, that's more thanks to capitalism that puts people in positions that where they're not able where to Where they have know, to live. sell
0: drugs. Exactly. So I'm like, ah, well. Mm. <laughs> there is one aspect we haven't addressed yet that I feel like I can chime in on here. Mm. Uh, these dated trap beats.
1: You're so fucking right. I, I, and I almost didn't think about the fact that, wait, what?
0: Yeah, this is 2020 with these beats. <laughs> it made me double check. I was just like, oh. <laughs> if that's just the style you're going for, I can't hate on it if that's what you're trying to do, but it really does date it.
1: No, it's straight up, it, it sounds like a SoundCloud album from the late 2000s, yeah. not yeah. an album from 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you get the last song, which... super weak beat but it's called Unapologetically Black and I love it and it was like you know like I I wanna rock with that right like yeah they try and shame me they say our lifestyle's lazy you know uh, and it's like uh, they say we don't act right but that basically means we don't act white you know so like I, I love the it's like there's a lot of punches in here that that mean something right where it's like they try to take our culture but they never want to give us credit b- but then they want me to be ashamed of myself forget it you know so it's just like lyrics anywhere. here it's like I get what you're going for and I'm like rocking with it but again the beat is just so weak like it's hard to get that like ah righteous rebellion real feel that visceral feel you know what I'm saying so yeah it's like while I enjoyed the spirit of what this was, I gotta say, overall, I gotta give it a two and a half out of five, which is really unfortunate, uh, you know, for the Black Lives Matter, the big state to get it, uh, you know, uh, under, uh, average rating. But, you know, hey, I can't act like I didn't hear, you know what I'm saying? The, the weak beats and some of the, you know, uninspired delivery and, 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 uh, you know, weak wordplay and stuff like that. But, you know, there's still a bit of heart to it, but, yeah, you're gonna hear a lot of the uh, the paint peeling at the edges there, you know what I'm saying, as far as the imperfection of this album.
0: We're gonna move on to our next request, which, is, which was requested by a familiar name, Michael Adamovich, <laughs> requesting Goody Mob with Soul Food. Darren yep. feels like we keep taking trips back to the 90s every couple weeks, <laughs> feels like we can never really fully get out. Of the time period, but we keep jumping to these different kinds of styles. I feel like, and I don't think we've really covered a what the what Wikipedia might call the the conscious rap Mm. Uh, since I don't know maybe uh, maybe Arrested Development, right? um... It's been a minute. Um yeah, like people flirt there, with right? it, like J. Cole will flirt with it. Yeah. Uh Joiner Lucas to <laughs> varied results <laughs> will flirt with it. But but Goody Mob here, uh, I feel like and it's funny with what CeeLo would eventually become, and I don't mean the dirtbag, I mean <laughs> the music oh, that gorgeous. he would put it's out. Pay attention to that. <laughs> hey, I figured we'd get it out of the way there. Um, I'm talking about, like, Forget You, you know, what was it? Bright Lights, Big City, his oh, fucking... Yeah. Uh, this, that uh, be crazy, you know The fucking Gnarls Barkley stuff. Yeah. Right. That it's kind of... It's, it's easy to forget that this is where CeeLo was fucking cutting his teeth. With these uh, very inspired, conscious rap bars... Uh, We've heard him featured on albums recently, but this is the first time we're actually taking a look at Goody Mob in full. And I remember listening to this album back in the day, Mm. but I haven't listened to it in quite a long time, so this was a pretty
1: fresh listen. I have never listened to uh, any full Goody Mob albums, like, ever um, they've purely been like the, uh, you know, I heard a couple of tracks from them, but they're like, you know, Outcast boys. You know, like they're the side group that you check out if you're tired of Outcast and you want to hear, you know, the more, more grittier sound to it. But I was going to say, if you're, of, if you're
0: having too good of a time. Right? And, and I was like, but I never got tired of Outcast. Because <laughs> I don't want to shit on them just yet. But I will say, I will say. That I think overall the songs I enjoyed more were the songs that they were taking themselves a little less serious. Songs like, and I hate to spoil it, uh, Goodie Bag, Soul Food. Uh, Soul Food, uh, so- Soul Food, I think I actually gave the highest rating to on the whole album. Um, yeah, I think, man, there's a stretch in the very middle. Um, I ended up liking this album more. After the midway point, I think. I think it was slow to get started for me.
1: I mean, you come out the gate with Andre on the first song, so I'm gonna enjoy that.
0: Uh. (laughs) He stood out on that one, because I think... (laughs) Because I thought everyone was, like, okay, but kind of forgettable. Yeah, can I just say, like, as I'm listening to these songs,
1: you know... (sighs) And maybe I'm the one who cares too much about rhymes and and the placement of bars so that you can hear, you know, the bending of where the rhyme goes and how it feeds into the next line. But they sound very, I don't want to say amateur hour on this album, but like, it sounds very much like I had an idea and I don't know where the rhyme is going to fall, but if it falls in here, that's where it goes. Like, that sounds like so much of these songs. Like, would you not agree...
0: There is, at the very least, a inconsistent quality amongst the members.
1: Yeah. I'll say that.
0: And, um, like, th- and it's. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. Um, hmm. I think, unless I'm unless I'm remembering incorrectly, that if I had to say, I'd probably say Timo was like the weakest link yeah. on the album.
1: He's the most like. Okay, so it's like Teemo. It's like, he can be saying something like that's important and and he has like the, the like deep, like visceral conviction with what he's saying. But yeah, I feel like he has the least like lyrical bars. You know what I'm saying? And then I think Cujo is like next up and he has a lot more like, at at least a lot more like lyricism and like, you know, conviction to add to that. But again, I still get that same feeling of just like, okay, where's the rhyme here? And it feels like, you put the rhyme right there, but then the sentence doesn't end until, like, eight words later. You know what I mean? Like, and that just feels like it keeps happening. It's one of those things where it's, like, it feels like an acquired taste on some joints where it's just like, oh, I hear what you're going because, you know, the 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 fury of what you're saying fits so well. But other times it does feel like, huh, where was the rhyme? Are, are you just talking? Like, and it is, it is one of those weird things where I want to be, like, I do. I want to respect this on the level of, like, you know, there is that, like, uh, uh, speech, um, you know, where some things aren't necessarily a rap, right, but it's supposed to be that, like, beat poetry, you know what I'm saying, mm. sort of thing. Like, there's one track on here where CeeLo specifically, like, cuts out the beat of a song and just kind of yeah. goes off. You know, and so it's, like, cool stuff like that where it's just like, I get it. The point is that, you know, we're really trying to speak to you and you, you fucking hear what we're saying. But some of the unpolishedness, and I think it also translates to the production on some of these tracks, too, where it just feels mm. like... Something about this just feels like this isn't the finished version of this song that I would like, right? Like mm. a song, like, um, what's the one song? Uh, the one song about their mom. Guess who? Oh, guess who? Yeah. And it's one of those songs where it's like, I feel like. If I heard a remix of this song that cleaned this up a little bit and there's like mm. a music video for it and you know, it's on the, the soul food soundtrack or something like that, you know, <laughs> and then like you go back and hear like, oh, and I can appreciate the grittier version that sounds like this, but I like the version that will have like a hook and like brings stuff together and makes it, you know what I mean? Cause there's yeah. just something about this that sounds very like, Maybe they're being gritty and a possible purpose, but it still feels too grating to the ear to really, like, dig into. And I say this as someone who, like, listens to, like, Wu-Tang Clan and, like, the grittier shit like that, but, like, I don't know. Like, sounds like Cell Therapy are, like, my favorite fucking tracks on the album. Songs like that. Uh, I think, yeah, I really enjoyed Cell Therapy. Again, like, if you can put me in that mood, I can Mm -hmm. fucking rock with it. Like, you can't deny the way the song starts with... (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, this is like, you're just like, what the fuck? What's, hap- what's going I, to happen? <laughs> I think Cell Therapy might be the only song I actually have written down where uh, someone has an awkward flow, and that's Cujo on this one, where he's spitting some real <laughs> shit, but it's a little shaky.
1: Yeah, but- uh, when the scene unfolds, young girls 13 expose themselves to any dog ticking hey. Got more stretch markers on their hose. Holland, they got rank. <laughs> it's just so like what?
0: <laughs> the the songs I gave the highest ratings to uh, were coincidentally enough, guess who? Um Live at the Omni, uh-huh. Soul Food, uh-huh. I Didn't Ask to Come, mm. Goody Bag, and Fighting. Those are my favorite cuts.
1: I got you on that. The
0: the song I gave the lowest rating to overall is Thought Process. And the fucking, like, even Andre didn't really save that one for me. (laughs) He was just kind of there. Definitely felt like a sub-Outcast verse from Mm. Andre.
1: I felt that way about Dirty South. Uh, I felt mm. like Big Boy's verse was, was particularly lacking there. It was just like, it's okay.
0: like yeah. You know, like... <laughs> I thought it was okay, but yeah, it's weird. You get a short verse from Cool Breeze. Yeah. You get a short verse from Big Boy. Then you get a longer verse from Breeze. Yeah, they're alright, but I thought Gip ended up having the best verse of the whole thing anyway. For 94... Was it that this yeah, came out? Yeah, 95, I think. They were surprisingly lacking in homophobic bars. That is until... <laughs> until. <laughs> they gotta bring motherfucking witch, witch doctor. doctor. Oh. Who, not only does he have a shitty hook, yeah. but yeah, then he has to throw in a random like, Men sleeping with men, women sleeping with women. <laughs> you seem to think this is okay, but I think it's taboo. And it's like, no one else on the track is, like, no, s- or like agreeing. On that. No, no <laughs> one mentions it. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you leave it in? Why is it on there? What track was that? <laughs> what track was that? That's The Coming. The Coming. Okay, And boy. I ended up thinking that was a pretty good song, too. Like, everyone else had really dope verses. But then you've got a shitty hook. From Witch Doctor and the unnecessary homophobia. Ruins it. How did that fucking hook go? It was like the, the clicking something. The... Oh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated it. It was so obnoxious.
1: It's like, uh, what? No one says this. Oh, it's the coming of the killing tool click. And then I got uh, killing tool. Watch me rule, <laughs> bitch. Killing tool click. Like, who? I hated that. It. Who says that? I hated that so much. I've never heard this before took no, the killing tool click. <laughs> like, what That's I could do a without that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the line he says is like, Y'all don't let the devil tear your perfect world up. Got men sleeping with men and girls with girls. Uh, first of all,
0: can mm-hmm. <laughs> you get that rhyme, fucking <laughs> had to go girls. Uh, <laughs> if you're gonna all- be homophobic, at least. Do it in a decent bar, for fuck's sake! Right, effort. With the river to do it, into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, fucking a. But uh, yeah. Like I, I, I was actually at the mind of like I I enjoyed um the songs like that that were serious and less. But it just like it felt like in general there was just like a production it, stuff just felt like sort of low key than you expect. Like okay, a, specifically a track like Sesame Street. Right? Like, mm. th- that hook was so, just, nothing, and... Yeah. It's a song called Sesame Street, and you're like, oh, is there gonna be some sort of reference to- and it's like, no, not in
0: th- any capacity th- whatsoever. Your average kid is learning their lessons on Sesame Street. Oh, right. But we're having to learn- like, this is our Sesame Street, the actual street. It's like, okay, I get the point you're making. And there is this is this might be the most clever way to get around having to pay for a sample. They sample I'm not even making this up. One note (laughs) from the customers. It's
1: like (laughs) That little that little harmonic Okay, so the whole yeah. time I was thinking, wait, are they, are they specifically sampling the harmonica outro from the Sesame Street show? Uh, it's one fucking note.
0: Oh my god. It was recognizable enough that it worked. It's weird. Right. Like, they're like, hey, how, how much of the song do we have to play before we have to pay for the sample? <laughs> Can we get away with one note? Okay, that's all we need. It's just accent the beat. just <laughs> But, like, it is
1: so, like, doing the bare minimum of, like, earning the title Sesame Street. Yeah. They, like, why even, <laughs> you know, like, just call it something else, because it's not like they were making any jokes about, like, puppets or anything like that, right? Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Literally ends the verses, with, like, standing at the bus stop alone in the cold on my way to be degraded for a fee to help get my family off the street called Sesame. And it's like, Hmm. how was I, what's relating that to Sesame Street, you know, like, other than just saying that, you know, like um, unless they just happened to grow up on a street that was called, like, Sesame Street, maybe they just say like, oh, in Atlanta, the street called, maybe it's something that deep, you know what I mean, where, where we can get the reference unless you're, like, specifically from there, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, the hook is just like, can you feel what I feel? Can you hear what I hear? Can you see what I see when my feet hit the street? So what you know, what you know? It's like, did, how is that? Like, you know, that, like, that doesn't sound like a Sesame Street, like any sort of like sideways reference to that, you know? Like Yeah. Unless there's something I'm missing? Was it like a song? Where, is that part of like the, you know, who are the people in your neighborhood, and maybe I didn't get that or something?
0: Uh, maybe.
1: Uh, but yeah, Um, what else with it? it, it it's so weird, because it's just like, I like this album, I feel like for the most part, but mm-hmm. it is like a thing where it's like, I enjoy, like, the lyricism and energy of what they're doing, but, like, something about this song doesn't feel like it's, like... It doesn't feel like it makes me go, you like Outcast?
0: well, check this shit. You know what I mean? Like That's kinda, like, why the the more fucking around tracks, you can even kind of hear them laughing a bit. Yeah, those yeah. end up being the songs I like more, because it just feels like you. they're just having a good time, and that, I thought, was more enjoyable for me personally than the songs of the beginning, and something I didn't even mention until now, but it's very prevalent in the first half of the album, but then it doesn't really seem to come up again. Is their reference to the New World Order? Yeah, oh, yeah, they, they, they sporadically bring that up. Isn't the New World Order kind of like a vaguely anti-Semitic kind of conspiracy theory? It's like,
1: in the same way that like people who are you know don't really know about how government and stuff works, and right. they're like, oh, there are people pulling the strings. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, that is a true thing that is happening. But then you go, who are those people? Well, it's the Jewish. People. Okay, well, there's a seed of knowledge from that, so I guess I can extract. You know, it's like it's one of those things. Is like there is a what do you call it? A uh, uh, socio political strain that they are definitely pulling from a reality of but what sucks about, like, in general is that stuff like that does end up getting turned into, oh, but it's really Jewish people all along, instead of just going like, well, there are rich people screwing you over, why can't you just focus on the fact yeah. that there are rich people screwing us over?
0: Like, and, <laughs> and that's the reason I bring it up, is because when I say, isn't that typically an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, I didn't get the vibe from yeah. them that they were anti-Semitic. What, what no. they're basically saying is, There is a very strong, very obvious anti-black agenda. I can agree with that, sure. But when you put that name to it, it's like, I don't know if that's exactly what you're talking about. You know
1: what I think it is? I think it's like, in the 90s when you have the same, like, you know, black people, like, in hip-hop getting to say what they want and speaking truth to power and, like, we're gonna, you know, know, the gritty shit, like, we haven't been told shit for so long and finally we're gonna say it so we're gonna say it and, and whoever the fuck it comes out is how it comes out. And so there's that level of just, like, you know, listening to hip-hop, that's this dangerous thing, and ooh, not only are they talking shit, they're talking shit about what's really going on. It's like, it's like in that immortal technique, right, way, right, where it's just like, no, immortal technique is speaking to, like, the true reality of, of what stuff's going on, but what's that one conspiracy you saying? Like, oh, that's kind of weird, okay, and I hate that we have to deal with that conspiracy in order to, like, get someone who wants to speak more about these issues, you know what I mean? We're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, and, and now, with, with regarding to this, though, it speaks to a certain, like, uh, you know, real paranoia of the time, uh, I think uh, in Cell Therapy, I think se- uh, CeeLo Green has one of the best verses, right? And it- it's when you can get into the specificity of how you feel that lets people understand what what the issue you're going through, right? Because when you just say, yeah, the vague stuff of like, ooh, New World Order, and what's going on, da-da-da, like, it, you know, you can f- fill, it, fill it in with whatever you're talking about. But when he specifically talks about stuff like, you know, like you know black people have had to deal with this being treated uh uh like lesser and now is this still happening and wait you know this uh his whole fucking verse is so cool the way he just like lays this shit out cuz it puts you in the fucking moment um where he says like me and my family moved in our apartment complex a gate with the serial code was put up next uh, the claim was that the community is so drug free but it don't look that way to me, because I can see, uh, it's like junkies looking for a hit of the blow, it's powerful. Oh, you know what else they trying to do? Make a curfew, especially for me and you. The traces of the New World Order, time is getting shorter. If we don't get prepared, it's going to be slaughter. Um, I won't allow me to not be curious. My folks don't understand, so they don't take it serious. But every now and then, I wonder if the gate was put up to keep crime out or to keep our ass in. And it's like a sort of like... The paranoia stretching back to the eyes of, like, we've been treated like shit at all these other capacities, so is this just another wing of that? You know what I mean? And so and it's that like, was
0: such a solid fucking verse, too. Yeah, as, yeah. As, as much as I'm, like, side-eyeing New World Order, the way you <laughs> right. fucking worked it into that fucking rhyme scheme is like, oh, I can't deny that, though. That right. was really dope what you did there.
1: It's like, if you can make me feel what your paranoia is, and it doesn't just sound mm-hmm. like a bunch of vagaries. I think that's where you get points, right? Because yeah, yeah, when, when you just make it a bunch of vagaries, then that does open you up to be like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't hear, yeah, like, no, like, specific fucking, uh, J. Electronica's synagogue of Satan fucking oh, words. Oh, God. No, like thank-
0: thankfully, no. <laughs>
1: There are skits on this album, but I do actually feel like they are related oh. to what's happening in
0: the next yeah. album for the most part. mm-hmm. Uh, I so- think they work as decent introductions, like uh, Funeral, Into, I Didn't Ask to Come specifically right. is one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, they're all very short, too. Except for, like, one of them is, like, a minute. But it all serves a purpose. Yeah, and blood, I mean blood comes yeah. right
1: after uh fighting which has that like, you know, uh drawn out sort of like final verse from Celo where he's got kind of And I like how like in that track like you hear just what sounds like night sounds like, you know, oh. uh, uh crickets, you know, going off and stuff like that and then eventually the beat fades out and it's just him talking so you really do get that feeling of like we were out all night and now we're actually at a like a, a specific point happening, you know, and then the beat kind of fades back in as he's done with his verse. But um yeah, yeah the next part's going going into blood, where it's like a hook, like a hook starts happening where it sounds like a song's supposed to start, but then it just kind of doesn't, and it's like, well, why would you, because it sounded good, why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) We weren't sure what we were doing with this one. (laughs) And uh, Live at the Omni was one of the uh, lesser tracks to me, like it was solid enough, I feel like it had one of the better beats, Uh, it had a solid hook and really cool bongos on the track, but it, it was one of those that felt like just a little like, I just didn't know where they were going with it as a track, you know what I'm saying? In mm. um, Goody Bag, where you can clearly tell CeeLo's, you know, freestyling and having fun at the end. You know, uh, that that was pretty fun. And Soul Food, uh, that was one of the ones where, like, uh, CeeLo especially stood out, because it felt like he was, like, smiling as he was rapping his verse. Like, you could even oh, yeah. hear, like, the happiness in his voice as he's talking about the food, you know? And, you know, I also like how they, like, you know, try to... Uh, uh, you know, they, they still try to make it, like, relevant to, like, oh, talking about real shit, though, because, like, oh, yeah, I love soul food, but, like, you know, we got to stay away from this fast food that's, like, just poisoning us, you know, like, yeah, I got you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and then, oh, I didn't ask to come, yeah, this Oof. song was fucking incredible, it's goddamn chilling. Yeah. Specifically, Celos verse, again, the fucking star of the show. Where yeah, he really was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, I think he left after, like, two or three albums. And I remember they had one album that they made after he left called, and it feels a little insensitive, called One Monkey Don't Stop No Show. <gasps> uh, That's
0: right. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: <laughs> and it's like, um. And when you ask them about it, they're like, well, it is actually a phrase. You know, uh, my mom used to say, like, hey, just because yeah. one thing fucks up, hey, One Monkey Don't Stop No Show. I was like... But come on, you gotta like, know how that fucking <laughs> sounds, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, but still, though. <laughs> um, But yeah, and, and it's like, and it, it is one of those things where you're like annoyed because it's like, You know, they all bring their individual energies to it, right? But you can't deny that CeeLo, like, he just sounds different from everyone else on this
0: uh, album, you know? like. And I hate to sound like, hey, I was more aware of CeeLo, so I'm going to be more biased. No, he really just put in the fucking work. And his verses ended up being the most memorable because he was doing something different. Or he was saying something different.
1: Yeah, no verse felt like it was like about the same thing with CeeLo. You know, you, like could, was,
0: you could easily confuse a Cujo verse for a Timo verse. Exactly. Like
1: I, they were all saying the same shit for the most part. Exactly. Um, but yeah, oh, and he had one part in his delivery where he was like, "It's about ninety degrees outside," but yet I felt like I'm froze. The ceremony mm-hmm. comes to a close. I toss a rose, and then he has a point where he pauses, like, "I just can't seem to walk away yet." Oh, <laughs> like, there's something. God. Yeah, you heard like the beat drop out or something that happened at that point where it just like it messed up like the flow, but like you could feel the intensity of the emotion which is, just like, I just can't walk away yet. It's like, damn, I'd have fucked around and got upset
0: <laughs> And he sounds like he he sounds like he's fighting back tears too. Yeah, like he's With right like, there standing oh, over
1: the fucking fuck. Yeah, grave right now. Yeah. And just mm. the like the way so like I love how, like, the way it sounds like CeeLo's thinking on this album, Mm. right? Where he says, uh, the way he uh, ends the verse where he's saying, like, you know, "Uh, it's bigger than me and you. One day our time is coming too. So ain't no use being sad. Leaving here was probably the best gift he ever had. We should be glad. Mm. Maybe his life was something that he had to give to show me that I needed to be responsible for how I live. I won't complain about the pain, but I ain't just going to let my nigga die in vain. So Bean, I'm going to make it for you. The cycle that these young black men keep going through, I'm going to break it for you. And it's just like... You know, when you hear a verse like that, like, I feel like, uh, you know, on top, there is that, like, sense of, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, there is that feeling of, like, oh, you died, but you died so I could understand something, <laughs> you know, there, there's like that little bit of, like, but, like, the way he makes it real, and it's just, like, yeah. but this is based in the reality of, like, this is what we have to get, like, our black men are dying because of this is, like, and I have to learn from this. Like, this part of, you know, I mean, a lot of this album, you know, he talks about, like, they The way they feel about religion and God and things like that, and the way they Mm. feel that reality speaks through them with what's happening. And it's like, if it's causing you to think about these things, maybe it is important to your life to think about them. You know, and I kind of like how he has that philosophy throughout the album. You know what I'm saying? In fact, I I think there's a skit where he says, you know, use some languages like, you know, the stuff that, like, Crack has put us through, man. Like, can we really call it evil? Because, like, maybe there's just something we need to learn from that. And, like, we can't judge these people who are gonna, like, be shitty to us. Because maybe there's something we need to get from that. And we need to work through that. And it's, like, it's one of those, like, nuanced things where it's just, like, you know, I feel like there's a level of... Uh, I think it was, like, a year or two ago where someone... Was talking about like, oh, it's okay that black people were slaves, cause like it's like ringing that nuance, of like, no, that's not okay. They were not excusing. It was something that was like it was some. White pastor was talking to a black rapper, and it was, like, one of the things where, like, uh, the black rapper, like, kind of didn't want to speak up, but it felt kind of odd. Mm. I'm trying to, if you can remember what that instance is, you know what I'm talking about? It was something where, uh, like, the preacher no. was just like, oh, you know, racism, I mean, uh, racism and slavery was bad, but, you know, it, it's something that black people, uh, like, you know, all of the things, like, it... it when you put it from the angle of, like, white people trying to make themselves not feel bad for the past of what they did, like, that's what it's fucked up. But when you look at it in the frames of, like, black people, it's like, okay, we have to find meaning in the suffering of what we're going through. And, like, and to do that causes us to think about these things. Like, that's when it becomes Mm -hmm. a lot more of a nuanced thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. It's, and and so it's, like, the fact that it's, like, the fact that an album from 1995 is having all (laughs) of these, like, deeper thoughts on it. It's, like, it's so cool to be able to, to feel that, right? But it yeah. is kind of hard to divorce it from the sort of lackluster production at points. Some of the, you know, weirder moments where they could have fleshed stuff out, stuff out. And, you know, it, it, very small points, but definitely a notable point of homophobia where you're like, What was that? And I don't even think that guy's from the group, actually. Witch Doctor, I don't think he's in the group. No, he was just <laughs> a
0: featured guest. He was a guest. Yeah. And that's what he brings. <laughs> Overall, I ended up walking away with a three and a half. Yeah, I got a three and a half as well. And I was flirting with a four, but no, I can't. It, it
1: is It is just so, like it, like, it feels like, this feels like an album that you would give that four, right? That, like, oh, you like Outkast, but here's, you know, here's the group that maybe didn't get the big hit singles, but they had something going on too. And it's not that that isn't there, but... It is so lackluster in just enough places where it tears it down. You know what I mean?
0: I would say, like, songs like Fighting and Live at the Omni, those are two cuts that I specifically have written down that they have really dope beats. Mm. But I feel like if the production was a step higher, what like, they did have some more noticeable in-your-face beats, I think it might have saved it and bumped it up to a four. But without that to, like, lean on, you're just kind of left with the, like I said before, like, kind of copied and pasted, everyone kind of saying the same shit, bringing the same thing, and then you're just kind of, like, I hate to say it, but some songs are just kind of waiting around for CeeLo. When are they gonna get to the fireworks, factory? (laughs) Like, uh, on
1: Guess Who? You know, um, in in particular, like, that, I think I might have mentioned it before, but that was a song where it felt like it summed up how I felt, where it's just like, I like that you're doing a unique topic. I like that, like, you know, I like Seal's verse, of course, but it's just like, first of all, I feel like the hook doesn't happen until, like, the end, and even then, it's not that great, you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and the beat sounds like, this doesn't sound like the, the cool version of the song. This sounds like... This sounds like the remix, like street version later on. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. We're just saying, saying, saying it how it comes out and however it comes out, it comes out. Like, oh my god! I'm look. Every time I look at these verses, like, see how to quote it. Like, it's so hard to find, like, where the rhymes are to, you know, to get the delivery down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, when I came home, blow, and I couldn't find the keyhole, guess who? Unlike the doze, my old bird putting hairs out. I better eat before you bug me to death. Shut up, you old grin- ungrateful ass nigga. She trying to help your ass. I wasn't ready to eat, but yo, I enjoyed the dinner. She said, I'm glad. Slid down my esophagus with ease. Even though she has the skin disease that won't allow me to gain weight. Do my own eyes deceive me? Guess who tucked me in before I started driving this bins? again and again? And it's like... If you pay attention to that verse, you can hear, like, oh, it's about him, like, getting out of jail and his mm. mom, like, giving him a meal, and she's like, hey, such an ungrateful love. So, you know, she's trying to help you. It, but, like, the way it's delivered is so, like, con- like it's just so, con- what's the word? Just, like, everything just feels like, like you said earlier with the flows, they're just kind of, like, splaying them everywhere, so you're just like, I can't follow you fully. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. yeah. It's just a continuous issue where songs don't feel like they stand out as much as they could because at every verse feels like it's like so lost in itself with what they're doing, you know?
0: Well, folks, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. Uh, thank you so much for checking us out, spending your time with us today, listening to our show. And if you listen to the show and you thought to yourself, there's an album that I would like to hear the Going Off folks talk about or one that you might have made yourself that you want to hear our opinion on, head on over to our Kofi. fi That is uh, ko-fi.com slash off. That is G-O-I-N-O-F-F. For the one-time pledge, you can request an album to be reviewed on the show. We've got the new Riffcom's Fan House page up and running. I wanted to promote that real quick. Mm. We're starting to upload stuff that hasn't been on YouTube or anywhere in years, like Raw Reactions episodes, uh, stuff that we can't post anywhere else for copyright reasons. Um, We're going to start posting all that old stuff, things that people have been asking about for literal years. Uh, We'll be on FanHouse for a $5 monthly donation. You get your name in the credits of upcoming episodes, exclusive content, new stuff. I'm doing profiles on CDs in my CD collection. uh, Pet stuff, like videos of the dog and the cat. Stuff we just film. Stuff that is just kind of like, hey, we think y'all would enjoy this. It's basically like a timeline, a Twitter timeline mixed with a YouTube timeline, but only you get to see it. It's for the people who are subscribed to the page, so there's a lot of uh, an exclusive it's an exclusive club and even to that end it's got a house chat feature that you can post and it's like a mini it's almost like a discord where you could just post a message in there to either the other subscribers or to us and we could see it we could all engage in one giant discussion it's a hell of a lot of fun i think uh i feel like fan house is gonna catch some serious traction here soon because a lot of um verified people are starting to hop over so I think it's going to start getting a lot of attention soon. But we like to be on that ground floor like we were with Patreon back in whatever the fuck it was.
1: Over my end, I got my, of course, my Twitch streams still percolating and popping. And then, you know, you can always join my uh, Rap Critic Discord uh if you, if you join the Patreon. You know, you, there's always conversation going on about, like, you know, movies or songs and stuff. Like, I, I don't, like, look at it often, but there's always, like, something going on. So, like... Uh, You know, I'll just, like, every time, like, I want to look, I'll look at it and be like, oh, hey, look, people are having a conversation. So I'll just, like, scroll through and, like, read the shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like my own personal Reddit (laughs) forum. Don't have to deal with the douchebags, because you have to pay to get in. <laughs> and douchebags don't waste money. <laughs> you know, like, they're not going to waste money to come in and hate and hate and, and spread hate and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that takes conviction to pay money for it, you know? I want to be a
0: dick, but it ain't worth all that. Fuck that.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why so many people are, are dicks on free social media sites, because you can do it for free.
0: <laughs> well, until next time, for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic, and does that make me crazy?
1: Probably.